Hello and thanks for joining us for episode 25 of Paranormal United States. This is Missouri. Yeah, episode 25, we're like halfway through the oh, States. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know all of these these states up until we started doing this six months ago. Insane. That's mad. That's mad. Anyway, yes, yeah, so episode 25, um, Missouri and we're going to be talking about a small town called a villa and this is a small town in jasper county missouri and the population during the last census in 2020 was just 103 oh, so well. a very small Tiny. town tiny when you talk to locals they say it's less like locals say it's probably about 50 hours actually live here it's just a very very small ramshackle so village it's called a hamlet or something in the uk wouldn't it just like a series of houses yeah if it's a mallet like yeah it's so so small yeah that's insane so yeah so it is a, is a real small town or village uh founded in 1856 and used to be a part of route 66 which helped like obviously get some tourism into the area being part of the route for for years but then they actually uh, it's not part of that route anymore they renamed part of the route and took it around the town so it just doesn't pass through anymore and that sort of had an effect on the town just well the village just getting smaller and it's still considered one of the living ghost towns of route 66 and today it just remains a small farming village with antique homes and farmhouses dotted along the countryside but the term of it being a living ghost town is twofold First of all, it is a literal ghost town. I would say it's a small town. Not many people live there. And there's plenty of old and abandoned buildings just stand empty. They've not been demolished. Some have, but there's just lots of empty, abandoned buildings just still there, not doing anything. Just standing empty like this one. That's just a regular site as you walk around the, the village. It's basically a shop, a bar and grill, and a post office, and, and that's it. And I went on Street View on Google to have a look at the area. And <laughs> a lot of the roads and the streets, you can't even select on Street View. Oh, okay. It's like even <laughs> Google haven't bothered to go down these roads because like there's, there's, there's nothing there. I went, so I dragged the little man and like only like two of the roads like got highlighted. So actually it's just could, shaking. So there's literally nothing. Oh, nothing there. There's nothing there. And the second reason about it being a ghost town is there are actual ghosts wow. so locals advise visitors just to be wary of venturing into the many empty homes because obviously urban explorers people like going into abandoned buildings but shadow folk have often been seen wandering through the abandoned houses walking down hallways seeing through the windows and even been seen walking down the road just apparitions at night just being seen walking around and the shadow folk are described as dark figures resembling people. Shadows without the people to cast them. Shadows that are blacker and darker than a shadow should be. So just dark, human-shaped apparitions just on the streets, in the houses. Look through windows, you'll see one passing by. So pretty, pretty creepy. However, they aren't nasty spirits. Okay, that's good. 
Uh, going into locals, they're not dangerous. And though some of them do appear to like, sort of notice people, most of them don't take any notice of the living and they're just doing what they're doing, believed to just be like residual energy, impressions left in time of those that used to live there years ago, just carrying on the business as they were, not paying attention to, to anything else. Well. The barn grill that's in the town called Bernie's also has its share of spooky happenings. The owner, Rick Walker, who's owned it for about five or so years, talks of an incident whereby all of the pool cues in the pool room suddenly first fell off the wall for no apparent reason. Okay. And these are, like, you can imagine, like, the stand that pool cues go in. They fit in quite tightly. That's, like, mm-hmm. pushing them into, like, yeah, the clip, yeah. clips in the wall. And all of them just fell out the, the holders. Um, He thought someone might have been outside banging on the wall to, like, try and scare him. But he went and there's, there's nobody around and you can literally see for ages around if anyone was about and there's nobody about. So these pill cues just fell off, fell off the wall for no reason. He talks of orbs that have been seen around the bar and also a feeling of not being alone. And so he owns the bar and obviously after he locks up at night, he's alone most nights after he's locked up yeah. and he's used to it. So sometimes he just feels like he's not alone and like the hair on the back of his neck will stand up. It just gets the feeling that like there's there's something in here with me. He gets that fairly often as well. As well as seeing orbs that have been captured on the security cameras as well. However, probably the most famous spook in the villa is the Civil War era legend. Like many like many towns across the US, a villa became divided during the American Civil War and led to people leaving the area, families splitting up and all sorts of things. This legend, however, involves a spirit haunting the town known as the Avila Phantom Bushwhacker. Or, <laughs> quite, quite, quite a um, descriptive name. Or Rotten Johnny Reb is how it's also known. And he's said to haunt not only the town, but also the death tree of a villa. The what? The death tree of a villa. So this isn't the actual tree. This is just a representation. However, so the Avila Phantom Bushwhacker, uh, a bushwhacker was a term given to the lowest and meanest type of guerrilla fighter during the Civil War, mainly usually Confederates. They'd usually hide in like inaccessible places on their own or in small groups to obviously try and like surprise attack people. And it's said that during the Civil War, a patrol of Union troops from Fort Scott came to a villa it's just sort of like a supply station at the time. And this patrol came across the body of a Confederate bushwhacker who'd been shot and beheaded. So they just found his body on the side of the road. And rather than burying the body, the skull was hung from a tree as a warning to other bushwhackers. And it was hung nice. in the tree for over a year, like undisturbed. As a result... The ghost of Rotten Johnny Reb, which has been described as a headless spectre, usually wearing a duster and sometimes carrying a rifle or a lantern, searches the town and surrounding woods for his head and any Yankees for him to kill. Many deaths have been blamed on him over the years, with the legend of Rotten Johnny Reb driving off many of the remaining townspeople like after the war finished. The exact location of the tree isn't known, as obviously over, over over the years, 
trees have been cut down, more trees have been planted, the countryside's changed quite a lot over the years. There's just lots of forest and woodland around the, the town. So you don't so I'm not exactly sure which tree was this tree, but there is the uh, the, the the death tree of a villa. And then so that that's it basically for a villa. After the second second world war, mm-hmm. like it sort of just people lost interest and now it's just this little one down really ramshackle little town but it still has this creepy history to it yeah the death trees death tree God, who, who names it a death tree <laughs> wow. i have been to a death tree no i can't say i have either oh yeah very interesting a bit of a weird town i like mm. that and the pool cue thing that's extremely weird and if you're looking out and seeing spirits walking down the road as well that's that's quite weird. Like an actual ghost town. An actual ghost town, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how odd. How odd. So that was episode 25, Paranormal United States, Missouri. <laughs>